God, girl. You are listening to the God Give Through His Word with Danica Drake. This is your friend and former media broadcasting entrepreneur and podcasting Joby D. And you are here. And she will be back right after this message. Stay tuned. What's going on? What's going on? This is Ann Capone. And I don't go a day without listening to God's gift through his word with Tanika Drake. Keep listening. (laughs) Well, you know what, Pastor Jay? I am super excited. I cannot wait for us to have these conversations again. It has been long coming and I'm so glad we are back. So I look forward to it. Don't you all forget to get something to drink and hop on with us as we have these conversations about these amazing topics that Pastor Jay and I, T. Drake, will be talking about. Thank you for tuning in to Monday Morning Conversation with Pastor Jay and T. Drake. Grab your coffee, tea, or milk, and let's talk about the topic for today. Let's get the conversation going. Welcome, everybody, to Monday Morning Conversation with T. Drake and Pastor Jay. I'm Pastor Jay. Say hello, T. Drake. Hello, everyone. Hey, how's it going with you? It's going well. How are you doing, Pastor Jay? I'm doing fine. How are you doing down there in in, uh, Tallahassee, Florida? (laughs) Doing great. (laughs) Great, 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 great. Now, we just heard... Well, let me back up. We're having our uh, uh, series on cuffing season. And the last one, T, what did we do? What was the last subject on cuffing season? Uh, we did blood in the water. Blood in the water. And the recap of blood in the water from my end is simply those are the people that are sending off the scent that they are prey and not predator. And they must be careful during the season. Uh, it's more heightened for the prey to be preyed on during this season and the predators all excited because this is the holiday season and everybody wants to be with somebody during this time. So that's my definition T, you got a definition of, of blood in the water before we go forward. 
No, I just like taking some of your stuff. Just be careful because you'll be ending up with somebody's shoes underneath somebody else's bed. Yep. <laughs> And are going through a lot of trouble if you get caught up in blood and water. And we want to always say that fair exchange is not robbery. If you get into a situation during this season, we're just giving you information on a different way you may look at it because it may be detrimental to your health, wealth, and your well-being. So this week we're going into cuffing season with a series with with the subject of Netflix and chill. And what you heard at the beginning of the show was the Wikipedia definition of Netflix and chill. Now, I want to be honest. Netflix and chill, chill is a generational uh, verbiage. And T, T sent me a video about Netflix and chill. And I probably would have been a year ago, one when you said Netflix and chill, I'd be like, excuse me. <coughs> I, would, I would have said, well... You want me to come over and watch a movie? And again, I would have been lost and out of space and out of touch. Just let you know that I am getting old because I had no clue. So, T, you're going to lead us in this subject matter. Netflix and chill. What's going on with that? They said a meme. What is that? Where did it come from? How did it get started? What does Netflix and chill mean? And why does it have reference to cuffing season? Okay, so... I have a a small definition that I'm going to be reading from an article, but and the article comes from How Netflix and Chill Became an Urban Term by Nasia Rubin, April 22nd, 2021. And I'm just going to read this small part. So Netflix and Chill is a slang euphemism for romantic or sexual activity. And it said it originally was an innocent statement in a tweet and the invitation to turn on Netflix and chill has over time evolved into a coded message for one person visiting another's house to engage in sexual acts. All right. So how does that play into our next Netflix and chill for cuffing season? Well, that plays in to it because Netflix and chill is actually also part of the dating scene. And more people are being more more often trying to do the Netflix and chill than going out on a typical regular date. And so it's easier. It's supposed to be more convenient and just an easier way to just have somebody just come over instead of spending all the extra money that one would do on a formal first date. Uh, people are opting to kind of do the Netflix and chill. And that kind of goes into the cuffing season because that person could come over to your home and, you know, they're in your, your space. So that is also a scary thing to do, too, depending on how the situation goes. So this term, that's a very recent term, is started as a tweet. And it actually means... Let's get together and have sex. So there's very little movie watching. You correct me if I'm wrong. There's very little movie watching, if any. And it's coded for let's get together and have sex. And I can see how a teenager or a tween could use that to their parents. And their parents wouldn't have a clue. Because, again, if my teenager would have said that to me a year ago, I wouldn't have a clue. And I probably would have said, with the crime and everything that's going the way it is, Oh, you guys going to, I know what chill mean. So I'm like, oh, you're going to watch Netflix and chill. You good. Go ahead. Have fun. 
not knowing that I'm throwing my child out to the wolves. <laughs> so, right. you know, that that's that's interesting. But as adults get get it and start using it as a cold word, it's not cold anymore. And what I found out is this has become a common term for let's just have un uh, unresponsible sex, meaning that we're just going to have sex. That's what you know already. It's cheaper. It's um, uh, besides being more economical, like you said, it's convenient because what we're going to do is we're going to go somebody's house. One of the other persons, maybe the, uh, probably the predator's house or the predator will come to your house and you will sit back and you will ha and you have already agreed by agreeing to Netflix and chill. It becomes a verbal contract. Urban verbal contract to engage in sex. So I can see how it could be misused or misunderstood where there may be some young people that don't understand Netflix and chill and they get invited to Netflix and chill versus a person being outright and forthright and coming on to them. And they would know that this person is 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 wanting sex. Now you cuff to a person in a situation like you said, it could be highly dangerous, you know, to whereas you thinking you're going to watch a movie and just drink soda and eat popcorn or whatever adults do other than having sex that you're going to actually watch a movie and enjoy the person's company but the whole purpose of this verbiage this code is to let's bypass the formality let's bypass like you said the dating let's bypass all of that getting ready looking nice as we can all of that that's in what i would call my era normal dating and we just go straight to let's go to bed and during cuffing season, I can see where that's pretty. Um, it, it depends on how you look at cuffing season. If this is your season, hey, you just found a, a a quick way to get your answer, yes or no. You don't have to play the game. For the those who fall prey in cuffing season, you have to be aware of this because you could be having one thing on your mind. But I guess T, would you have would you say anything like at today's time today? There's probably nobody that doesn't know that Netflix and chill means sex, or do they? What you what you got to say? I I believe that since that that whole phrase has been coined and it's changed over time, that people do know. Um, it may not have been as familiar for some, and maybe somebody might be in the dark. But there are other platforms now because perhaps Netflix and chill, and although it's still kind of new. Some may say that's old. So then you have other platforms like Hulu and Hang or IMAX and Climax. There are other platforms that are jumping on the bandwagon of the Netflix and chill whole culture. And so everybody's trying to say their own thing for also the code. So you might not know what a Hulu and Hang is because that don't sound like Netflix and chill. They're like, oh, Hulu and Hang, what's that about? It's the same thing, but... If you didn't know that, that's something else new. So the more I learn and we learn about it, it's just different codes for the same thing. Come up and have a cup of coffee, which is the same as Netflix and chill in a way, and Hulu and hang, and just finding different other ways to use those sexually suggestive innuendos to get to the touchdown in a way with the sexual, of course, physicality of everything. Yeah, so... For Netflix and chill to work, it would have to be known that this is the uh, language of sex by both parties, right? 
for it to work yeah. correctly. Because Netflix mm-hmm. and Chill assumes that this is mutual, right? If you agree right. to it, it's mutual. Mm-hmm. So there should be no misunderstanding. Like I said in the beginning, uh, fair exchange is not robbery. If you agree to Netflix and Chill, having the information that we have, having the information that's out there on the internet, having the information where you could just Google it and it'll give you a definition. There's no reason to get involved in the Netflix and chill unless that's what you want to do. Unless that you want to do. But again, what we want to warn you is these uh, quick moves to engage in intimacy um, may lead to Or be detrimental to your health. What would you say? I think yes, it's detrimental to someone's health, but I think the bigger part of the Netflix and chill is people not wanting to even put an effort into going anywhere because they'd rather have the easy convenience of let me just pop over to your house. I don't need to pick you up. I really don't have to spend the money on you going to a movie. That's a waste of money. I could just pick up something from maybe Dollar Tree, come over to your place. You provide the place. You provide the entertainment, and I just come over. There's no thought. There's no planning out so that if there is danger, you know, that will kind of deter it because you and I had spoken before. There's a deterrent in having to do all of this. Is it really worth it? Is it really worth spending the money on this person, going out to dinner? That could stop a whole bunch of stuff, but in a Netflix and chill, depending on whose who's home it is, that's a different territory, especially if you're going to, for women, going to the man's place. I don't know that that's a good idea, and if you're having the man come over, it's just it just doesn't seem as, as a, such of a good idea because it just, it just leaves a whole bunch of open territory to, if anything happens between you and what's going down, who's going to help you? You're not amongst a whole bunch of people. You're not in public. So this is a very intimate space. Anything could happen unless you're prepared, you know, and have other people there. But Netflix and chill is usually a one-on-one thing and nobody's usually around. So now, something could. Now, you know, what was interesting, what was interesting in, uh, when I Googled it, they even alluded that Netflix and chill could actually uh, mean multiple sex with multiple parties. Parties like I'm having a Netflix and chill party. Come on over. So that's basically having an orgy, correct? Yep, absolutely. So now it's the, it's not really as personal. It's just cold for let's have sex, and it came, it could mean multiple partners and and other things. You know what I'm saying? And other people. Mm -hmm. So you really have to be aware of who you're dealing with and what you're dealing with. But I'm thinking the person that does the Netflix and chill uh, statement to get you to come is either pursued you a little uh, uh, somewhat. And now they want to have sex with you. So they instead of, like you said, going through the normal dating process and and letting things happen spontaneously. Let's go ahead and put it out there to see if you're going to bite. And I think that's one of the things was what is really hampering our relationships in society. We're, we're limiting our communication to these memes and phrases and texts that two words mean way more than they were intended to. So that limits the communication and the understanding and the feelings that go behind having sex as if we're just doing this to fulfill our animal lust. And our desires 
And so we're going to go ahead and get to it. We're not going to court it. We're not going to court around it. We're not going to play with it. Uh, or, you know, are there going to be any assumptions or, or discussions about birth control, safe sex, all of that? I, I, for, for me, it's like when I hear Netflix and chill, knowing what it is, I just think of you coming over and we just having sex. You know, and the discussion of safe sex and birth control is really not on the plate. It's like, I'm willing to take a chance and you're willing to take a chance because it's, why would you have to say that to less Netflix and chill to somebody you're recording? You know what I'm saying? Why would you have to even say that? To me, this is just so casual that it's actually dangerous. You know, it's just dangerous for both individuals. And like you say, anything can happen. So we actually finished with the first part of our show. We want you to sit back, relax. T, tell them about your book. And we'll be right back. T, what, tell us about your book that you have. Okay. The name of the book is called The Gift of Finding God's Love. Guilt and Shame Turned into My Shine. And you can find that book on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Walmart.com, anywhere you can get your book from. And please remember that domestic violence is not okay for anyone. Happy reading, everyone. All right. And we'll be right back. Hello, hello. This is T. Drake. Hoping that you will come over to listen and tune into God's gift through his word for an inspirational, encouraging, uplifting, and motivating message. I hope that you will check me out on any podcast platform that you like. And if you get a chance, go on over to Spotify and give it a five-star rating. If you love what you hear, remember to be blessed, motivated, and always inspired to do what the Lord lays on your heart. Don't forget to check out God's gift through his word with your girl, T. Drake. Take care, everyone. Hello, everybody. We're back. Hey, T. We're back. How you doing again? I am great. And we're talking about Netflix and chill. And and you have enlightened us about Netflix and chill. There's one aspect of Netflix and chill I want to talk about. And it doesn't roll off my lips as the way I would want it to. But is Netflix and chill a way that people who want to engage in sex try to avoid the responsibilities that may come from having the sex? I'm asking you that question. What do you think about that? Because to me, it just seems so casual. I mean, it sounds like it's to me. It sounds like. The, the crass term, let's just F. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you and think? I, and for me, when you say that, I kind of think that it takes a lot of responsibility from everything. And someone's going to be left holding the bag if nobody's prepared. And it is on the onus of that person to really protect themselves in all aspects. And like you said, it is just that. It is casual getting together, nobody's really having a discussion of that unless they know each other well and that that's what they're going to do. But the way that it's been described and that I've re- we researched about it, it is just casual. Just you do it with me, I do it with you, and it doesn't matter. Whoever catches the STI, whoever gets pregnant, that's on you. You handle it, you figure it out, and then they continue going on, which is kind of sad because whatever happens, that other person is the one left and the whoever goes around 
just messing around, just doing it over and over again and not even having the thoughtfulness to want to get to know the person. All they want to do is get down to the brass tacks, which is just get in bed, do what you have to do, and go on to the next. It really has taken all the charm, all the anticipation, everything that would go into going into dating takes all that away and makes it just so convenient and lazy, just lazy to do anything. I'm asking another question. Do you think that our lust has started to supersede our common sense, our sense of community that it just seems so animalistic that we would whittle it down to just that. I know people do it all the time, but it just seems that we're going so backwards in regards to sex and with seasons like cuffing season and so forth, um, that this becomes a time that could be very stressful for a person because they do want to hook up with someone they're not trying to be the prey, but yet and still they're given the option if caught at the right time with the right frame of mind, just that net, these two words could send you into a situation that can, that can put you in a compromising position so quick. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like you said, no date, no, no anticipation, just, I'm going to throw out the invitation and see if I'll catch somebody. And obviously for it to take off and be what it has become amongst young people, it works. Now, why do you think it works among young people? Why do you think it works among young people? Is the lust that that overpowering where they don't they don't even want to bother with dating anymore? Is it an economic thing where, you know, they can't get jobs, but we know that can't be it. So I, I'm asking my questions, but what do you think the issue is as far as why is it so popular amongst young people? Is it just young lust and now the older than, than than teenagers are using it to bypass the formalities what what is it that you think well i think for young people because that's where it did come from from teenagers right so in their in their in their context netflix and chill would seem like something good to say to a parent because like you were you stating earlier if I would have heard before, because I learned this also when I found out about this, that was from my nephew who was a teenager. I didn't know, but he knew about Netflix and chill. The teenagers find that if they tell their mom Netflix and chill or tell their dad Netflix and chill at the time when this was created, yeah, it's cool. And now, still, if mom and dad is not too hip to go, yeah, go ahead and go to Netflix and chill. You're going over to Bobby's house, whatever. Okay, go, go ahead. There's, there's not going to be... Well, where are you going? Who's picking you up? Who's that? No, you're just going to go and go watch a movie. For a teenager, that's very convenient, and it sounds very innocent. So if it sounds innocent, why should mom and dad have red flags and ears perked up for Netflix and chill? Not thinking they're really going to Netflix and chill is going to be, you know, them going into sexual relations. And if I'm an old school parent, I might be in my, I don't know, maybe in my late, 60s or 70s, I may not be looking to hear that. I mean, what, what do I know about Netflix and Joe? Just you watching some streaming movies? Okay, go have a good time. <laughs> right, right, because the older generation actually does watch Netflix and watch all those movies because it's a streaming service. 
And and and, mm-hmm. and you know, you said something. You said that innocence. Uh, I would give the advice that if it sounds too innocent coming from your teenager, it's not what they're saying <laughs> on any subject matter because their hormones are raging. And you, you, if it's time for somebody to get together and they got this, oh, what you say, Hulu and what did you say? See, that was new to me. Hulu and what? Hulu and Hang. Hulu and Hang, you know. And IMAX and Climax. I, well, the climax would get would would let me know something was wrong. Of course, absolutely. yeah, yeah. But the but the but the fact that that they're using these words to to hide it, hide it in a way, only the person who's getting the invitation would know. Um, to me, it just sends that man. We're we we we've become so lustful, and with pornography being the way it is. And, and sexual crimes and domestic violence and all that stuff is on the uptick. And it's like we don't have any self-control. We're not willing to wait for anything. We want everything microwaved, including our sex. We want it microwaved. We don't want to spend no time uh, getting to know a person just if we're physically attractive and we might be having a light conversation. You know, I, I'm just trying to think of the person who, who comes ask a person, let's Netflix and chill and not already have a relationship with them. But if you had a relationship with them, there would be no reason to use that cold word, right? Am I assuming that's right? No, I think that's that's absolutely right because the Netflix and chill, like you just said, that's just a covert term to to say what they want. And I believe the video I sent, the person's like, "Are we tricking the person? Are we trying to trick them?" Because what if the the person, like you were saying, what if that person is unaware of the Netflix and chill? Yes, we can Google, but not everybody wants to do all that, and maybe they don't. And the person says, I want to Netflix and chill with you. Okay, cool, come on over. Not knowing, they've actually opened the door for invitation of sexual relations that they just wanted to really watch a movie and just chill out. But that's not the intention of the other person. That's not their agenda. They have a whole different agenda. And I think as well, on top of this generation with what's going on, because we already have a sex-crazed society, however, but the pandemic and everybody being quarantined, everything has like triple heightened because everybody was so locked down that now that they're out, they're busting out the seams trying to do this stuff. And it's just wild and crazy because it's not just the Netflix and chill, but because the tenders of the world and the bumbles of the world make it so swipe, swipe, find here, just go over here and you find that person, maybe they want to Netflix and chill with you on a dating app and boom, here we go. Just there's so much compounded into this that it is really, like you said, people are just doing just the basic, just like dominant, base, sexual, animalistic, I gotta have that need met. Yeah, and, and, and I guess that's what makes it scary during cuffing season because again, the pandemic plus cuffing season uh, heightens everything. It makes the dangers even more prevalent that there is a predator-prey situation going on out here. And that if the prey doesn't, and the prey can be anybody, male or female, um, if, it, if they're not careful, you know, they can end up in a Netflix and chill unexpected, you know, without the, even the words being mentioned. You know, they tell you, come on, to, you know, come over, let's watch a movie, you know, may end up. And there's some telltale signs that you may be in a situation other than what it appears to be. And, and one of them, and I want to go into some of that, I'm going to go into one 
I'm gonna see if you have one. If you're coming over somebody's house to Netflix and chill and you believe it's movie and they come out in loose clothing that could be easily accessed with one move or two, they have something on their mind. What would you say to that? I would say absolutely. You're walking, you're walking into something that you were not prepared for and they slip into something more comfortable. Like, Ooh, what's going to go on now? You already know. So for me, mine would be do not meet anyone after a certain time. Like it can happen anytime, sure, during the daylight, but we know, like you mentioned in one of our, our series, the freaks come out at night. That's when everything is expected to want to go down. So I would caution about using that time frame because in the daylight, people are, you know, tend to not want to do that then. And definitely things get heightened at certain times of the night. For real, they do. Yeah, the freaks do come out at night. And again, you go <laughs> to Netflix and chill. When that door opens and they got on that loose fit and clothes and you fully dressed, believe me, their goal is to get you undressed as soon as possible to catch up with them. Um, and again, with this cuffing season, you know, you, you have to learn to set these these boundaries and these rules and be aware of the latest thing. You just told me about some things I've never heard of as far as the, the, the what you say, Hulu and Hang Out. Was it Hulu and what? Hulu and Hang. Hulu and Hang. I would never get sex out of that. I would have never right. get, somebody said that to me now, I'd be like, huh? Hulu and Hang. I know what Hulu is. You know, but I'm like, and hang, okay, you're going to watch. Again, my mind went to, you're going to watch television. But I guess my old mind, I guess I should be going to. They, This society will say anything to have sex. It, it wants to have sex. And and I get that. You know, I'm not void of, of emotionals and stuff like that. But what I, what I find is that even with all the diseases out here, with all the things that can happen to you, None of that stuff has, and that's the part that scares me, makes me think. There are way more things going on disease-wise at 16 now than was 16 when I was 16 years old. There are things that, that now that you can have for life and you have to medicate for life. There are things back when I, you know, get a shot, go about your business. But now, I mean, the federal government gets involved and police may get involved all because of sex. All because of Netflix that you'll think about. There's a vaccine now that you are, you know, uh, giving, supposed to give your teenagers for HPV. That, that wasn't heard of. That, that, you know, that wasn't heard of. And not so much the vaccine, but HPV in itself. It probably was around, but it seems as if no matter how many diseases come out that are sexually transmitted, there's no curtailing in having safe sex. And Netflix and chill seems like since it's so um, um, hip and youthful, it just seems to me it just means unbridled passion, unbridled lust, all focused on this one statement, you know, let's Netflix and chill. And, and I can see most people... And I, and, I, and I wonder what the success rate is for Netflix and chill. Like, as far as a line used by somebody towards somebody they really don't know or they just casually know or just met, what's the success rate with that Netflix and chill? Because it's such a short term, 
it doesn't the person who says it is really not on the spot because they haven't explained their feelings and the person who receives it isn't on the spot because they could just say no because they already know what it is so i can see where it'd be a positive thing as far as not having to expose yourself but man that's part of the journey you know during cuffing season yes people are trying to hook up but in some of the situations people are looking for real relationships and again, you know, we normally talk about the negatives, but there are some people out here that are looking for long-term, long-lasting relationships. And they've been looking for, waiting for this season, season, now that COVID is over. And I'm sure this year, especially, you're going to have more gatherings than you had last year this time to whereas they want to be with somebody. And I guess that Netflix and chill would be something that could be said at any point in time in a gathering just to see who was willing to go have sex. And again, fair exchange is not robbery. If somebody wants to do that, that's on them. As long as they know what they're getting into and they're two consenting adults and they're being honest about any conditions they may have or any restrictions they may have, you know, or any <laughs> fetishes <laughs> they may have since you just going straight for the jugular, like Netflix and chill. And then you walk into a room and it's S and M, you know what I'm saying? And you're like, mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't. I didn't expect that. Let's sign up for this. Yeah, I didn't sign up for this. Has, has that word ever been used towards you? I did not recall anybody telling me they want Netflix to chill. Okay. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. What What was What was the word for you? <laughs> you know, I think it was more of let's just go hang out. Okay. That That was you know old school cold word, cold phrase. I guess. Uh -huh. That's that's what I used to hear, but Netflix, I guess Netflix wasn't around. <laughs> right. <laughs> so this is this is fairly new. It was not around, so they couldn't Netflix it because it didn't exist. So. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, you know what? I, I'm trying to think. Was there any kind of words like that when I was a, a teenager? And uh, I don't just remember if they were or not. I just don't remember any phrase that there was phrases that we used to talk about sex to each other, peer to peer, you know, guy to guy, but there wasn't really a phrase that was the phrase used to let the young lady know that, Hey, this is what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like there was no language that we were trying to hide that, that I could tell my parents that, Hey, I'm going over to do homework, homework and eat milk and cookies, <laughs> you know, and to the person and the same verbiage is used to the person that I'm going to engage in sex with. Hey, let's go do homework and eat milk and cookies. You know, right. there was, there was no, none of that cold. There wasn't a cold word. And if it was, I don't know if I could say I didn't need it or I just didn't know it, but, uh, I just don't remember. And if you guys are listening, if you know of cold words, in your generation, that you could say to the person you want to have sex with and they knew that's what it meant, uh, put it in the comments. I'm, I'm interested to see how this thing, because this thing is generational. They will not be probably saying Netflix and chill the next, like it's, it's shoot, you know, I already said they're saying something different. So Netflix right. and chill is old. Right, even though it's <clears> old, <throat> it is now old because possibly a lot of people know what it is. Unless they're like on the older side of the generation, like in their 80s or something. They don't know what that means, you know. <laughs> okay, okay. 
Well, believe it or not, it is time for our next break. T, why don't you tell us about your podcast? And we'll take our next break, and we'll be right back with Netflix and Chill. We'll wrap it up. Okay, the podcast is called God's Gift Through His Word, and you can catch it on any podcast platform, and I hope you guys will check it out. All right, and we'll be right back. As Wendy would say, grab a snack and come on back. This is not a drill. Hey, everyone. We are back. This is Drink and Pastor Jay. Hey, Pastor Jay, we're back. All right, we're back. We're talking about Netflix and chill. Yes, yeah, so we just had to have a slight recap, and we were just discussing about what that means and the whole different meanings of that, and that being used as a covert term to, of course, facilitate sexual physicality and relations. So with that, I'm wondering, Pastor Jay, are there any rules or things that you think people should kind of set up boundaries before even thinking about that? Yeah, before you, if, if you're trying to avoid becoming the prey, I think that, you know, we're going to do a whole segment on boundaries, but a little, sh- a little quick one is don't be so quick to accept it. No. Okay. Cause I know there's people that will accept it and be like, okay, I just want to go hang out. I like the person, but I don't want to really have sex with the person right now. But, but that's my end to start the relationship as far as answering yes to Netflix and chill. I would say now that you know the definition, if this is your first time hearing it, I'm sure it's not for most of you. Don't accept that invitation unless you know that that's what you want to do. Don't let it be something that you think, oh, well, if I accept the invitation, I don't have to. And of course, in a normal situation with with sane people, you don't have to. But you don't understand. You don't understand what a person turns into. When sex is on the line, some of the most sane people, the most respected people, people in we watched it in the industry of entertainment and sports, medicine, politician. And you watch these leaders, these people we look up to when it comes to uh, religious uh, clergy, these people, when it comes to sex, they can turn to a whole different kind of person. And I think the most important thing is do not accept the invitation. Unless you understand what you're getting into. Don't assume that it's not what it what we just said it is. Assume that it's that. And again, if that's what you want to do, that's great. The second thing I would say to protect yourself is realize when you when you accept that, you are possibly getting ready to be blood in the water. You're about to fall victim to a situation. So what I would do, what I would suggest is if you are approached with that, other than turning it down straight out, um, ask questions about it. Ask questions. Are, are you trying to get me in the bed? Are you trying to have sex with me? And that may diffuse the person because if they got used to saying Netflix and chill all the time, they're not used to it being questioned because they assume that you know. So you can slow the process down and actually discombobulate them with a question like, what does that mean? What do you want to do with me? Are we going to watch a movie? What movie are we going to watch? And if they are not planning to answer that question, trust me, they're going to be fumbling and bumbling and you already know what they really want to do. They want to have sex. Okay. So begin to ask questions. And then I agree with you say, uh, Netflix and chill can be done at any time, but you know, let's be honest. You, 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 you start to get late, dark, early. You talking about that nine, 10, 11, 12 o'clock, you know, um, Unless there's a reason 
that's logical why you couldn't have watched the movie and chilled. You know, those are bewitching hours. Those are the hours a lot of things go on to, like you said, your shoes end up under in somebody else's bed. So don't go to Netflix and chill um, after a certain time. But I think the fact, like you say, we know that's a term that it talks about sex is timeless. And so that's another thing. It's easy and it's timeless. I don't have to make a necessarily an evening date with you. I don't even have to feed you. We can sit at home and eat popcorn, but you know the end goal is to go to bed. And what was interesting in the in the video you sent me, you know, they were saying, "Well, how much? What movie should we watch now? Now, and 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 it was, I mean, it was all over the gamut. What movie should we watch? Some with a high sexual content, some talking about Frasier. It was like, but what's the? But but you're not what you're not using now. Let me ask you this, T. Are we are are they using the movie to get you in the mood, or is the movie just a backdrop? I think for some, and I, I just think for some it's both, depending on the couple. I think it's actually both because Netflix can also be the backdrop, but at the same time, if they want to really create that mood, why they have to be over there, and they find a movie that's filled with, like the video was saying, very high sexual content and tension, they're going to put that on there. So it kind of creates the extra mood, even though they've already done the Netflix and feel they're in position. They want to make sure that that same tension is there and you know what goes on from there. Okay. So that could go either way, but I guess it wouldn't hurt the person who wants to do this. If they have a, a video on a movie on that has a lot of sex scenes in it, uh, uh, R to X sex scenes in it. And uh, you're sitting there and it's to get you in the mood. But again, at this stage of the game, you understand why you're going there. So if you're there, you have to be willing to, in a lot of ways, put up with what's about to happen next. You know, we got to start taking personal responsibility for the situations we get in. You know, I know society says that you can say no at any time. The society says this, that, and the other. And again, I agree with that wholeheartedly. But a lot of times... We put ourselves in a situation believing that we can control it and really we're out of our league. And you won't know that until it's too late. Whereas you thought you can control it and then it just, you just lost control. You didn't mean to have sex with that person, but things got rolling and you ended up having sex with that person because this person was more skillful at it or more forceful with it than uh, you were able to say no. Have you ever been on a situation? Have you ever been in a situation, T, where, you know, not a violence, but a date, whereas you really wasn't planning on having sex and you ended up, that person somehow ended up coaxing you, prodding you, uh, um, tricking you, uh, playing them games. And next thing you know, you look around and, and, and you in a situation like, wow, I didn't really plan to come do this. Yeah, I had a situation like that. And then after it's all said and done, you're left with those feelings of regret, shame, guilt, but it's too late. What has happened has happened, and you can't take that back. It's over now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure, uh, you know, and I'm going to say from the male perspective, if I think back, you know, um, to me, normal, oversexed male in a lot of ways, you know, um, 
that was always on my mind until I learned how to be a, a man and just enjoy the company of females, you know, without that. That would be the most important thing. But, and it, it was kind of a game, you know, you played the cat and mouse game. And I will always say, we discussed this before, that normal heterosexual relationships, the woman always knows when she's going to give it to him. Only thing that happens is that he will open his mouth or do something real stupid to make to turn her off completely. Would you agree with that? I I absolutely do. Yeah. So absolutely. so guys, you know, in these relationships, you got to think about this with you dealing with the young ladies. You know, be honest what your intention is. And I think that's what we can get out of Netflix and chill. Let's stop talking in cold and let's be honest with our intentions. If that's what you want to do, stand 10 toes down into it and don't give it some cute term. Just say what it is. And you don't have to be crass with it, but just say what it is, what you really want to do. And give that person a clear uh, uh, runway to either say yes or no. Because if you, because see, like you said, Netflix and chill, one person can say, I didn't know, like, at this time, they could still say, like you say, I don't. I didn't know what that meant. I thought it was just us watching a movie, but it was something else. So, so my suggestion is you be as honest as you can about these situations of coming together, isolating yourself with a person uh, that you may like if you're just getting to know them and understand that they may not be on the same page you are. And the only way to get to the same page is to ask as many questions as you can. Now, you might have to double back and ask the same question in a different kind of way to see if they're lying. Because, again, with the heightened sense of sex on the line, they're going to say whatever they they think you want to hear. And you have to remember, ladies, you're more affected by the ear gate and the guy's more affected by the eye gate. So, again, gentlemen, you walk in and she she barely got some clothes on. You already know what time it is. Ladies. When he get to telling you different this, that, and the other, you know what time it is. So yeah, I think honest communication is so important. What about the, what about you, T? What would you have to say as we wrap this up? Well, I remember when you were talking about earlier, Pastor Jay, when you were stating that the person might think this is their only end to start a relationship. One thing that someone should be wise and cognizant as they move within any of these terms that we're talking about the cuffing season is there's no rush into any of this. And it always feels like Netflix until it's kind of rushed to get to the end game. There's no rush. You should absolutely take your time and definitely engage if you want to, if that's what you want to do. But you should not be rushing into that. And like Pastor Jerry say, set your intention. Be honest, open, and front and forthright with what do you want. And allow that person to make the decision whether yes or no either way and be okay with if it lands on no you walk away you don't press and if it's yes okay but give that person the real honest upfrontness of what you're coming to do and don't just try to trick someone into getting what you want out of them because then it goes back for someone to just be manipulated and tricked into doing something that they didn't really want to do right and be willing and know how to turn yourself off. 
that's another thing. Know, know your body, know your senses and know your mind and be so in tune with yourself that you have the capacity to be in the heat of sexual desire in one moment and you have the strength to turn it off if need be to protect yourself. You have to gain that discipline. You have to gain the power to say no to yourself. That this situation is not really what I want and I'm not going to do it. And then as quick as you possibly can, as easy as you possibly can, as cunning as you possibly can, head towards the exit and keep going. And then don't even try to explain yourself. If you if you get out of the situation that could have ended up like that, don't call them back. Don't bother them no more. Don't, don't enter, entertain them. Because you got out because you wanted to get out. And remember, there was a reason why your brain said, let's get out of here. Don't revisit it. Don't revisit it. Don't try to explain it to them. You know, don't try to take the high road talking about it's you and not them. You know, just leave. Leave that situation because it's something your body told you, your mind told you, your spirit told you that this is not a good situation to be in. That this Netflix and chill at this moment is not what I want to do with this person. So have your exit plan. I guess that's one of the things that we that, that I want you to have. You always have an exit plan. You need to let people know where you're at. You need to let them know exactly where you're at. You don't want them to try to be tracing down pings on your phone and you missing for a couple of days. Okay. You want to know, let no people, let people know where you're at, what you're doing, who you with, you know, and get that information so you can be safe, you know, because again, this is a dangerous time and, uh, a lot of things are happening and this cuffing season, I think it's going to be one of the most dangerous cuffing season just because we have the heightened, uh, a sense of wanting to be with somebody due to the fact we've been locked down for two years and it is winter time and it's like cuffy season and emotionalism is on display. I can actually say, uh, T, we talked earlier about this, about cuffy season started early this year. Normally it starts after Halloween, but it was already started at the beginning of October. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was start at the beginning of October. So, that's going to be it for 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 Netflix and Chill and Hulu and what? Give me that again. Hank. Hulu and Hang. I don't know why that, that don't sound as cool as Netflix and Chill. Hulu and <laughs> Hang. Okay. And and Cinemax and Climax. IMAX and Climax. IMAX and Climax. See, they let you know how old I am. IMAX and Climax. Okay. Can you hold on? Can you get IMAX on your television? I thought that was like at a movie theater. I think that is at a movie theater. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, we're going to have to investigate <laughs> IMAX and Climax. So is that like having sex in the theater? You know. Yeah, that's a thing. Okay. <laughs> Still, I would think it wouldn't be with, with all these people piling in theaters, you know. Yeah, don't care. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So I hope that you guys uh, got some information and were slightly entertained by our subject matter. T, what's our next subject? Our next subject is going to be lust and infatuation. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a good one. Lust and infa infatuation. <laughs> All right. All right. So we thank you guys for coming in and listening to us. And we thank you guys for tuning in. Please continue to tune in to the Walk of Truth Radio Network podcast 
on all of your platforms and all your social media platforms. All you have to do is search it out in your search engine and you can find us. We're on podcast and on Facebook, three Facebook channels, Instagram, um, YouTube and Twitter. So we just want to continue to thank you for coming in and T tell them about your podcast and give them your tag and I'll give them my tag and we're out of here. Tell about your podcast and your book again. Okay. The name of my podcast is called God's gift through his word. You can find it on any podcast platform and the book is the gift of finding God's love, guilt and shame turned into my shine, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, Walmart.com, anywhere you can get your books. And remember to be blessed, motivated, and always inspired to do what the Lord lays on your heart. And I always want you to be encouraged, blessed, and be at peace. And always remember, saints of God and ain'ts of God, always learn and look to walk in truth. And we'll see you next time. All right, T, I will talk to you later. Okay, bye, Pastor Jay. Talk to you later, bye. Hello everyone, this is Tanika Drake and I am going to share a book with you that I've written called The Gift of Finding God's Love, Guilt and Shame Turned into My Shine. Please check that book out either on Barnes & Noble or you can find it at Amazon or any place where you can get that book. Remember, it is not okay for anyone to hurt or harm you. Please check that book out and happy reading everyone. tuning in to god's gift through his word i hope you all are having a wonderful day and come back for more inspiration hello hello everyone t drake here just dropping a little thank you i thank you for tuning in and being a consistent listener please also help me if you can over on spotify and give me a five-star rating if you like the inspiration if you like what is shared here i hope that you do and don't forget to follow me on all the different social media platforms and also you can email me anytime that you like a prayer request or anything of that nature please do look out for the next episode to come thank you for tuning in today i hope that you are well your family as well and don't forget that god loves you immensely way more than i do remember to be blessed motivated and always inspired to do what the lord lays on your heart thank you for tuning in and i'll see you on the next episode Bye.